Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Tuesday, May 31st. Different day today (laughs) than we're normally recording. But yes. that's because we had a long weekend, and Daphne, mm-hmm. you got to take some time away did. and enjoy yourself, and you did I not did. go on a skating trip. <laughs> no, no. I went to Las Vegas, met up with a friend of mine there, and just did some different events that were in Vegas, Cirque. We went to Jabberwockies, which was a lot of fun, and yeah, so it was a lot of fun to just get away for a little bit. So it's kind of my fault that we are recording this a little bit later. However, going forward, we should be posting our episodes on Mondays. So we plan to record on Sundays and plan- and we'll be posting the episodes on Mondays. So hopefully that schedule will work for us. Yeah, and I actually myself, I didn't go anywhere, but I took some time. I stayed away from social media. I gave myself a little of a social media break. So when we pulled together the show, I was having to go back and look and see what happened because I took a little break. I actually noticed on Twitter, on the Figure Skaters Online Twitter, I haven't tweeted anything since May 23rd. And that seems crazy to me. So yeah, so I took a little break, but I needed it. And it was great to just kind of unwind a little bit. And now we're starting a new month and getting ready for you know, I guess the summer figure skating season to get underway. Yeah. Well, as everyone knows, last season was a bit long, a little bit different than what we're used to with ending with Junior World. So we're starting right up in June with some other events that are taking place. And then in July, we'll be kicking off the actual Nationals qualifying series for U.S. figure skating, which we're going to be talking about, not in this episode, but it is coming. Um, We're going to be breaking all of that down for everyone. So you guys are ready to see how that works. And uh, yeah. So June is Pride Month. It's always a big month for the skating community. Um, And I don't know exactly if... I know I think last year U.S. Figure Skating may have done their series like they did for um, this past month for Asian um, American Month, but uh, maybe they will be doing a series. I appreciate that it's become much more common 
to celebrate our athletes who are LGBTQ. Yeah, and we'll definitely highlight some of that stuff as soon as we start hearing what's happening and what things are taking place. We'll definitely be highlighting it here on our podcast. So we don't have a lot of events that have taken place. As we've said, the season kind of ended and we haven't really kick-started into the summer season yet. But the Professional Skaters Association did announce its annual EDI awards. Among the recipients for those awards, uh, Ukrainian coaches within the PSA received the Betty Barons Award. It's presented to a coach who's overcome adversity, physical or emotional, and who has continued in dedication to serve their profession with dignity and fortitude. I can't think of anyone who deserves this award more, especially with everything that's gone on in the last six months. Yeah, we have so many coaches of Ukrainian descent, whether, um, you know, they're a top level coach, you know, I know of coaches even in my area who are, have family of Ukrainian descent. And so I think this is just great. I don't think there's anybody more deserving than the Ukrainian coaches at this time to receive that award. There's also a lot of former competitive skaters from Ukraine who either moved to the U.S. to train here and then stayed after or came to the U.S. after to settle down and start their coaching careers. Mm -hmm. The Shulman Award for Lifetime Achievement, which is the highest recognition given to a PSA member, um, who's given themselves in time, effort, and dedicated service. This award went to this year Alex Chang, and he is the director of skating for the rinks in Great Park Ice in Irvine, and they have just done so much out there. Definitely. Congratulations to Alex. That's a great achievement. We have a couple of Olympians up next on our list with Mariah Bell receiving the Sonia Henny Award. It's presented to a female professional skater or coach. It's brought recognition of the sport in a positive manner. Mariah also won this award in 2021. And then Nathan Chen received the Gustav Lucy Award, which is given to a male professional skater or coach who's brought recognition of the sport in a positive manner. Nathan also won this award in 2019 and 2021. Again, Nathan... When I think of Nathan, it comes to mind just the way that he's always represented himself and the U.S. as a competitor. It's always been in this really reserved professional way. So congratulations to him on winning this award a third time. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Both Mariah and Nathan are well-deserving of those awards. Both, I, you know, I've enjoyed watching them both come up in the sport and in doing so in this positive manner, always being very professional about themselves, carrying themselves in just a really, you know, great manner. Um, so yeah, it was well-deserving for both of them. PSA also added two new awards this year, one being the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Award, which went to Thai Babylonia. And the other award was the Beacon of Change Award, which went to Timothy LaDuke. So both, um, you know, when you look at the descriptions of both of these awards and then you see Ty receiving 
the one award and Timothy receiving the other. It's just what Timothy has done is brought change in. in it's this. wonderful to see the Professional Skaters Association including these awards because I've noticed even in business that diversity, equity, inclusion is becoming more prominent. Companies are choosing to focus on this. So in a sport as celebrated and diverse as skating is, it's great to see them taking the lead on this. And I think that both Ty and Timothy are great representatives of our sport and wonderful first year recipients of the award. And then one other award we want to highlight, and this one went to a good friend of ours, but Melanie Heaney won for the second straight year action photo of the year. Uh, The photo that she won this year is of Nathan Chen at the Olympics. And I believe last year her photo was Jason Brown. So yes, well done to Melanie. I mean, we're not surprised. We see her photos all the time and we know she does such great work. So this is just another honor for her. And, you know, we're giving our applause to Melanie. Round of applause for you, Melanie. (laughs) This is the third time that she's won that award. Um, The first time it was a couple of years ago was for a photo she took, I believe at Skate Canada. And it was of Tessa Virtue and Scott Boyer. So this is her. She's a three-time recipient. And I love that photo of Nathan Chen that won the award because there's just such uh, joy and excitement that you can see. Yeah, it's his ending pose. And you can just tell he's he knows he's done it in yep, that, in that face and, and, and smile. So... Yeah, so it's a great photo, and again, congrats to Melanie. We will post the link for the whole list, because there were some other awards, too, that we just didn't mention that we will put in our show notes, so you can check out the whole list of awards. You may notice, too, that we are continuing to revise our show notes. They're going to continue to evolve as we move forward with this podcast. We want all of our listeners to be able to look through. And if you don't have time to listen to the episode or you want to skim through some of the show notes, we want to make it easier for you to, to find things. And that was a suggestion that came into us via email. And so we're, we're grateful to those who are sending these suggestions in because it's going to help us make this podcast, your podcast, the one that you want to listen to. But, Daphne, I don't think, you know, the PSA was the only ones that were giving out awards because it seems like Skate Canada also had some awards thing going on. Yeah, Skate Canada was honoring its 2022 Achievement Awards. was at a banquet during their ICE Summit that they had in Quebec City. It was co-hosted by Monique Bujold and Martin Gaudreau. And uh, Madeline Jesus and Keegan Messing, as well as Lawrence Fournier Beaudray, Nikolai Sorensen, Les Supreme Captains, Laurie Dissolette, and Marie Yves Comtois, were they gave out the award. So it's pretty amazing that they finished the season that way. Yeah, we'll put the link in our show notes for those because we didn't actually mention the awards that were actually given out. But because um, I'm not sure if people were familiar with the people who received the awards. So we'll put the link in our show notes so you can see 
um, who received these awards um, that Skate Canada gave out. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that Skate Ontario was going to have their high performance camp, which they did last weekend. They had on and off ice sessions that were facilitated by Megan Duhamel, Kurt Browning, Tracy Wayman, Roman Sadovsky, Mark Pillay, Mitch Islam, and Reagan Fortin. So they've been really busy up there to the north of us. So moving on to our segment on general skating news, we're going to continue with Skate Canada here. Um, Skate Canada announced their next-gen team. Um, their next-gen team is there is made up of 52 athletes. Um, there's 10 men, 14 women, four pairs teams, and 10 ice dance teams. And so we will put the link in our show notes so you can see who is um, Skate Canada's next-gen team. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive list. Well, the ISU released a summary of the announced retirements so far as of May 24th. There's quite a list there. Yeah, and I think it's a list many of us are, you know, there were some that maybe people may have not known. And I think maybe this was just a list confirming what we had already kind of heard during the season. Um, but I, I think there weren't too many surprises when we saw the list. And obviously... We're coming out here now, and the list is already outdated because there's been some retirements since this list. It's a pretty long list of names. I mean, we in the U.S. knew about Alyssa Liu, Brian Johnson, and Hubble and Donahue, but there's been quite a few others as well, and uh, yeah, that complete list is available. We'll post that in the show notes. It's interesting because... As Gina said, the list is already outdated because Spain finally had qualified two ice dance spots for next year's Worlds, but both teams have decided to retire. So Helio Espanol posted a letter that Adrian Diaz has announced his retirement from skating. Olivia Smart, according to this letter, um, it says she'll follow a new sporting path within the umbrella of the Spanish Federation. And then just a couple of days ago, we learned that Sarah Hurtado and Kirill Kalyavin are also going to retire. And they're going to focus on other projects. Both teams um, really pushed each other over the last couple of seasons. And then it was definitely interesting this fall when they were pushing each other for that one Olympic spot and they had those three competitions where it was, okay, who was going to finish in top here to try to get the Olympic spot? And now both of them are now no longer. There's no Spanish ice dance team and there's two spots for Worlds for Spanish ice dance. Yeah. It's interesting because each team did go to the Olympics with um, Smart and Diaz going, of course, in 2022. Hurtado and Haliavin went in 2018. They pushed each other technically to those highest achievements that Spain's ever really seen on the international stage. But it makes me think back to a very young Hurtado and Diaz who debuted the Junior Worlds in 2009 finishing 32nd. I saw them, I think, earlier that year or after, at a Lake Placid event, I saw them. And 
they had so much potential and they really had that spark. They started the Spanish ice dance push. Like they were the first team. I'm hoping that there are other teams in Spain at the lower levels who have watched these wonderful athletes over the last decade and are inspired to step up and push themselves to be Spain's next big team or teams. Yeah. I know we're still, people are wondering what's going to happen with Olivia and who could Olivia be skating with. I know there's been some interesting comments from people posting on social media who, you know, who could be her next partner or whatever. And it'll be interesting to see if she is to come back in compete. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that is the plan for her, but I'm sure one thing I am sure of is that she will let us know via social media when she decides what she's going to be doing. And she and, and Adrian, Olivia and Adrian really achieved all of their goals. I believe this season, you know, their Olympic performances, plus, you know, the reaching the highest spot at worlds for a Spanish team. It's just incredible to see how much improvement and how much fire and passion that there is amongst those two teams. So we wish them both the best as they move on. Um, Adrian, of course, is going to be getting married, I think, next year. So, yeah, I guess we'll see soon enough. Right. Um, Some other ice dance news that came out to, I believe it came out today, actually, but the ISU uh, released some requirements for the technical rules um, that will go into effect in July. Now, I'm not going to, we're not going to go into them too deep here because this all could change with the Congress, the ISU Congress taking place next week. So, um, but we will put a link in our show notes if you wanted to um, take a look into them and see what these new technical rule requirements are. But again, we're not going to spend too much time on it. That's going to come down the line in a later episode where we'll, you know, look at all of these ISU communications and that are now official um, and really go into them deep, you know, in a deeper look into them. And yeah, things have to go through the Congress and you know, let's just wait and then we can deliver it all out to you. I've seen a lot of speculation on social media and I think it will be great to have a conversation once once they've been solidified. So the Russian Federation published a calendar of stages for the Russian Grand Prix for the 2022-23 season. Six events will start on October 21st in five different cities in Russia Sounds very much like their Russia Cup event. Final is going to be in Sochi from March 3rd through the 5th. I wonder, is this the Russian Cup? Or are we, is this an alternative that they're doing for their skaters since they won't be part of the Grand Prix? Like, are they going to amp this up a bit so it's not just like their usual Cup of Russia series that they do? Yeah, I'm wondering the same thing. I mean, they're going to do a final in March in Sochi. Which they do. I mean, right, they which do they do with the Russian with... Cup. But yeah, mm-hmm. is this in place of the Russian Cup? Is this, you know, a new thing? Because we don't, they're not going to get to compete in the Grand Prix. Or is it just them, com- you know, competing against each other? Are they going to try to see 
if they can get any countries to compete with them. I know I was seeing some of that on social media. Are they going to invite some other countries to participate? Um, but yeah, so this is interesting to see what this is, but it starts exactly the same weekend as Skate America. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we will have to reach out to our our listeners out there. If you guys have more information on this, please send it in to us. Because we're curious and interested is this the regular Russian Cup event? Is it going to be something bigger? Let us know. We have just this little bit of information on it, so please let us know. And our final item under general skating news, Nathan Chen, who I think Nathan is always in our general skating news. There's always something. I think last week it was about Nathan Chen Day. Well, he was named on Time Magazine's list of 100 Influential People of 2022, and his caption, or the little blurb that was written about him, was written by the amazing Michelle Kwan. Yeah, what a great honor for Nathan, and to have it written by um, no no other than Michelle Kwan. I mean, that's just so cool. But Nathan Chen wasn't the only, you know, Time Magazine wasn't the only thing talking about Nathan Chen last week. Nathan was also the topic of a question on Jeopardy, um, and Jeopardy episode that aired last week. I guess it was recorded a couple months ago, um, but the three contestants did not know the answer, and it was actually a photo of Nathan from, I don't think it was from the Olympics, but the, the question itself was who, you know, won the Olympic gold medal at the 2022 Olympics. And, you know, and the three of them did not answer it. And I think every skating fan who was watching at home was pretty upset by that and yeah. was yelling at the TV. I think I may have said, it's Nathan Chen, but, you know, <laughs> but not that they would have known. We're, uh, we're a very small and proud skating community. And... Yeah, we're definitely, we love to celebrate the achievements of the athletes in our sport. And anytime it gets into the bigger news stream or television world like Jeopardy, it's something to celebrate. I wish someone had known that answer. Yeah. Now, if the contestant was Jackie Wong. He would have known that answer. It's only a couple years too late. Jackie was on the show, of course, a couple of years ago. I think he recorded the episode. It was right before the pandemic, I think. But Jackie was very lucky. When he appeared on the show, he was able to meet and have his experience moderated by the amazing Alex Trebek. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So... And and I'm guessing Jackie was disappointed he didn't get that question because <laughs> yeah yeah I I bet he was he was probably one of all of us sitting at home going come on now so moving on to our social media updates Kana Muramoto and Daisuke Takahashi announced that they will be competing during the 22-23 season. Really excited about this because I feel like they were just getting going. It's really exciting to to know we'll get another season from them. Um, 
Yeah, I think we thought maybe they were just going to compete to get the Olympic spot and then just kind of be done because, you know, Daisuke is like 35, which, you know, but it's older in our sport. And so we didn't know what, how long of a career they were planning to have, but I'm excited to see them continue to skate um, because I think we only got to see just a little of them and just seeing him progress as an ice dancer. I really enjoyed watching him just, he was just watching a totally different skater from them, him in his Mm -hmm. single career. And he, he was really enjoying himself. When you watched him, I could just see him enjoying ice dance. Mm -hmm. Not that he, I don't think he enjoyed his single career because I think he did, but it was just, he was just having fun. It was just like, you know, a different side of his skating. So I'm excited to see them. I think a lot of people are excited that they're going to continue to. So yeah, I think it's great. Some other social media news. Doug Rosano announced his engagement to his boyfriend, who is a financial advisor in Arizona. Doug is a coach and choreographer in Arizona. So, um, I mean, we've watched Doug compete for years as a Team USA skater and at Nationals. And so he's moved on, obviously, from that arena um, quite a bit ago. And now he's moving into the next phase of his life um, with his boyfriend, who is now his fiance. So congratulations, Doug. Yeah. Um, We mentioned this on our show last week, but we'll mention it again because it's just um, getting towards its goal but um the gofundme account is still available for Corey aid and if for those of you not familiar um Corey aid is an olympic figure skating coach who was diagnosed with stage 3 b cell lymphoma in april and she's currently undergoing treatment in the nashville area uh Corey was jason brown's coach at the 2014 olympics and she currently coaches at the scott hamilton ice academy in nashville and the gofundme account was set up by her brother and the skating community has rallied behind um, Corey. And again, we just will put the link in our show notes and we just want to continue to bring awareness to it. And again, send our best wishes to Corey as she goes through this battle and, and, and hope and pray for a good recovery for her. Um, so again, if you are feeling willing and wanting to join the rest of the skating community in helping Corey and her family, again, we'll put that link in the show notes for how you can help. Yeah, it's about 14000 off the goal. The original goal is $100,000. I think it's at just under 86000 so we're getting close. So hopefully... By next week, it will have reached the goal, but we'll continue to share it every week. Um, Our community, I know I've said this before, we have a very small but close-knit, tight skating community. And one of the most incredible things that I've witnessed is the ability for people in this family to pull together for each other. And this is an example of that uh, camaraderie and support that happens in the skating community. Yeah, we've there's been a number of different things where, you know, a skater is needing something or somebody in the skating community is sick or something and everybody has rallied and, and it's just great. So I hope we can continue to do that for Corey and her family as well. Yes. So moving on to our upcoming events for next week. 
June of 4th and 5th is the Edward G. Pick and Dance Classic in Ruston, Virginia. It has solo and partner dance. I believe our very own Melanie Haney is going to be there to take photos. So I'm very excited. It's kind of an early, early sneak peek um, for some of those teams. It will be great to, uh, to hear how things go there. Um, also, as we've mentioned... The 58th ISU Congress is going to be taking place next Monday in Phuket, Thailand. So next week's episode is going to break down some of those proposals and the elections as we are getting close to finding out who our new ISU president is going to be. Yeah, I started going through the 100-page document of everything that is going to be discussed during those next few days at the ISU Congress. And so I am really working on getting it, um, getting together some notes so that Daphne yeah. and I can discuss what you can expect to come out of the Congress next week. Obviously, the Congress will be happening when we record our next podcast, but it'll let you kind of know what is happening. Um, and then once we hear what comes out of the Congress. Again, we'll break it all down for you so you know exactly what came out, who our new ISU president is. I think that's the biggest news nugget that we're all waiting to hear. Um, yes. And then, of course, every little other thing that comes out with these proposals. Potential changes to the age is going to be a really big discussion topic, like which proposal they actually go with. Because there are a number of them in that big document that you were talking about. So I think um, it's going to be a very busy ISU Congress, like it always is. Um, you can also, as we will share with you at the end of the episode, our uh, social media, we will be tweeting and sharing updates as soon as we get them throughout that week. And I believe there is a live stream. I don't know how many of the events for that whole um, few days are going to actually be live streamed, but there, it's it said it on the ISU website that it's going to be live streamed. So we will include. They haven't come out with the link yet, but we will make sure we you know put it on social media so that you know where you can watch it if you want to watch. I'm interested, especially for the elections. I'm I'm really interested in the direction that our governing body is going to go. I think that they're. There's a lot of great ideas. It's really going to come down to what to focus on first. The manifestos that I've read have been incredibly detailed. Um, there, of course, are two candidates from the figure skating side, uh, Patricia St. Peter from U.S. Figure Skating, and then also Susanna Rockama, which we did have the honor to interview her on our podcast just two weeks ago. So... There's a lot of great ideas, and I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, what direction we go in. It's it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And if you didn't get to listen to our interview with Susanna Rockamo, you still can. We'll put the link in for that podcast episode in our show notes so you can if you want to prepare yourself for the upcoming ISU Congress and listen to her interview. You can. Unfortunately, we weren't, we weren't able to get Patricia St. Peter on our podcast. We did try. Um, we wanted to get mm -hmm. the other figure skating representative, but it just didn't work out 
um, schedules. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you know, we'll put the podcast, the link to the podcast for Susanna Rocamo in our show notes, so you can listen to that. Um, and then, you know, check out the manifestos for all four candidates and see what everyone is envisioning for the ISU mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, but again, it'll be exciting to see what comes out of, you know, the Congress in, in a few days. I mean, I think feel like we've been talking about it. You know, I think when we first started our podcast, we mentioned the ISU Congress and it's now actually here. And you know, as we've mentioned before, that it's been since like 1980 since a figure skating representative has been the head of the ISU. So we're hoping that it's one of these two candidates so that we can have someone who is mired in our world to lead the sport going forward. So yeah, that it's going to be exciting. Yes. Yes. There's never been a female president of the ISU. And I, you know what? I think it's time. I think it's time. Um, We have two really solid, incredible women who are running and I'm just going to be, you know, waiting with everyone else to find out which of the four will be our next president. So Gina, can you let everyone know where they can find us? Sure, you can find us on our website, thisweekinskating.com, and we are working on that website, so you'll be seeing some stuff up there very soon. Very soon. It's almost ready. <laughs> it's just ready to go. Yeah. And But then, of course, our socials, and I'm not taking a social media break now. It's over, but our no. socials are there. Twitter, it's thiswkinskating, and then Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating, and as we tell you all the time, we love to hear your feedback, your questions, um, anything you want to hear us talk about on our show. Um, if you got ideas for who you'd like to hear us interview, that we'd love to hear that too. You can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. Yes, we're very excited. We have a lot of ideas, but it, we're, it's still very new. And it's going to grow and change as we go through this. And I'm really hoping that by the time we get to the skating season starting, we'll be in a good groove. Podcasting is not easy. It takes it, you know, it takes a lot of confidence to put yourself out there and talk about something that you enjoy. Yeah, I'm still building that confidence. Again, this is still new to me and I'm getting comfortable. But I yeah. think as we go and um I think I'll just get better and better and especially as we have more news to talk about and a lot of yeah. I think we'll really get into our groove here. Um it's just a little I felt like this week we were a little on the quieter side. There wasn't yeah. as much news this week, which it's a good thing. I think we can take yeah. a week with not as much news, but then now we're, that was just a little break because now we got the ISU Congress going on on next week and we'll be breaking that all down for you and then we'll be getting into what actually happened. And so, yeah, so then it's full speed ahead into summer and into the beginning of the fall season. I know it's coming. It's coming. Before you know it, July 1st is going to be here. We're going to be starting up with the National Qualifying Series. 
it's going to be a very busy year. Hopefully one that's more normal to what we were used to, or maybe it's going to be the new normal for figure skating. Either way, I think Gina and I both hope that everyone is out there being safe and healthy and gearing up for what should be a fun and exciting post-Olympic season. Mm -hmm. As we get into the next four years, yeah. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple iTunes. If you leave a review or give us a star rating, that helps get our podcast higher so that more people will be able to discover it. And that's really important for our continued growth. With that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate your feedback and support. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.